Hello, guys, and welcome back to another episode of Crooked Illness. If you are new here, my name is Paris Brinkevich, and I am the creator and host of the Crooked Illness podcast, where we get into all things health-related. The primary focus of the podcast within the umbrella of health-related topics is mental health and mindset. I began Crooked Illness as a way to motivate, inspire, empower, and educate people on these interesting topics. My background and passion for starting Crooked Illness stems from the field of psychology. After completing both my BA in psychology and MBA in healthcare administration, my passion for mental health only continued to grow. As a result of this, I decided to start Crooked Illness to bring more awareness, tips, and conversations to the table about these topics. I offer my perspective on the work I've done and how it inspired me to begin this podcast. Along with this perspective, I also speak about my personal experience with mental health and how I use those experiences to help educate, inspire, and motivate others. I really enjoy doing interviews and connecting with people who also love to discuss and learn more about mental health. If you would like to learn more, become a guest, or connect, feel free to reach out to me by shooting me a message on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, or to my email of crookedillness at gmail.com. Hello, you guys. I am excited to let you guys know a little bit about what this episode is about today. You guys can see from the title, it is called The Power of Hypnosis and Habits. And I'm excited because my guest is joining me today and he is going to be getting into what hypnosis is, what it does, what it's like, what the benefits of it are, what they have done for him and his life, along with the habits that he has been able to develop and build since he has started practicing hypnosis, along with getting rid of a lot of other bad habits that we're going to be getting into in the episode. So I'm not going to introduce him to you guys yet. I will wait until the episode starts. I just wanted to come on here and talk about why I wanted to do this episode. So I wanted to do this because I actually do not know anything really about hypnosis. I, I, I know a little bit about meditation. I've been doing that for a little bit, but I haven't known anything about, you know, what hypnosis is really like besides what I've seen on, you know, TV or heard people talking about, you know, you're like, you're in this trance kind of state, you're being you know hypnotized by somebody and there's words being thrown out there and things being suggested and that's how it is. But I, that's just what I've heard, but I, I don't actually know anything about it from, and that's why I wanted my guest to come on, who has been practicing it for over a year and a half and actually has clients who he works with and has helped them overcome different things like depression, anxiety, confidence issues, negative thinking, negative self-talk, things like that. And that's always what I love to get into in all of these episodes is how do you tie that back to mental health? How has it you know, affected mental health? How has it helped mental health? How, is, how have you struggled before? How did you overcome that struggle through what you're doing and what you're learning about? So I really am excited to have him here to share this, to break down what, it, what it's like, what a typical session is like with him, the things that he has gotten out of doing hypnosis and, and noticing these changes in his life and in his days and in his attitude and all these different things that we love to talk about here on Crooked Illness. So I'm excited about this one. Hope you guys enjoy this one. And if you don't know anything about hypnosis, this is the perfect episode to learn a little bit about it 
what it is, and all kinds of things like that. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode and have a great, great day. Hello, guys, and welcome to a new episode of Crooked Illness. As you guys can see from the title of today's episode, we are going to be diving into a conversation focused on the benefits of hypnosis and building good habits. I actually don't know much at all about hypnosis, so my guest today, Doug Sands taught me a little bit about it in a conversation we had before recording this. I'm excited to have him here to share with us what it is, what it has done for him, and how it has helped transform areas of his life. Doug is a consulting hypnotist who works with clients all over the globe, and I'm happy to dive into this conversation with him. So without further ado, welcome Doug to the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, excited to dive into this with you today because you definitely taught me a little thing or two about <laughs> hypnosis because I did not know anything about it before we chatted. So I'm happy to have you here and, you know, teach us all about it, you know, your journey with it and all kinds of things like that. Mm -hmm. So let's do it. Okay, so tell me before we get into this right here. So I just want to know yeah. some background on yourself and how did you get into hypnosis, practicing it, and teaching others about it? Oh gosh, it's been a wild ride. So I, I grew up in Wisconsin, of all places, on a rural dairy farm, where hypnosis and meditation and all these things where you work with your mind, they were, they were so far out of left field that we didn't even talk about them. Um, it took me quite a few different turns in my life to get to that point. I was searching for my purpose and trying to figure out just what I want to do with this life that I've got. I ended up dropping out of college and bouncing around the U.S. doing some seasonal work. And it eventually came down to a really major turning point in my life. I was on a hike in New Hampshire and I almost froze to death. And after coming out of that, I realized that I couldn't live life the way I was living it anymore. And my anxiety and my depression were, were, were resurfacing at that time. There were things that I'd struggled with up to that point. But I came to meditation first because someone had recommended it. And I thought, well, I guess I'm, you know, I don't have much to lose. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> I think I had to be at that point to open myself up to that opportunity because when I did, I just got hooked and I became fascinated with the mind and with different, I don't want to say religions, but practices like yoga and Buddhism and, um, things that use the mind-body connection. And eventually through studying meditation and learning a bit about the science behind it, I stumbled upon hypnosis. And hypnosis was, became one of the tools that I used to conquer my own mental health issues. And when I realized just how effective it was, even with the rudimentary tools that I had at that time, I knew I was onto something and I knew that I had to bring it to people who were in my same situation. Wow. Cause that's, that's amazing right there. Cause I remember you telling me a little bit about that hike in New Hampshire and almost freezing to death. And you made the decision, you know, you were like, I could just lay here and die right here on the floor, or I can get up and take control of what's happening, what's going on, the depression, anxiety, all these feelings that were going on at that time. And, you know, you really diving into learning about meditation and then seeing mm -hmm. the benefits from yourself and then, you know, looking all, all these different practices, you know, yoga, all these different things and what it can do for you and really, you know, being able to see that it has helped you with 
the struggles that you had with your mental health and then being able to show other people, you know, Hey, like this is an option, you know, and I always, that's what, that's always what I really love to do on this podcast is to have people come on and talk about, you know, what worked for you or what did you try out, Mm -hmm. you know, that maybe, you know, a lot of people, you know, might not know about or might not have tried themselves and really hear you talk about it and share, you know, the things that you got out of that experience. So, you know, if you could, I'd love to hear what, what have you learned about when it comes to treat, like treating mental health conditions using hypnosis? I have learned that hypnosis is a tool that really benefits from a background in psychology. Like hypnosis itself is a great tool to get people relaxed and get them that, to that state of being receptive to making changes. But once you get there, you've got to know what you're doing to actually make those changes. And so at first I tried to do a lot of, you know, just rudimentary stuff with people and I got some results, but it didn't really, I needed to go back and really lay the foundation. And so when I'm working with someone with anxiety or mental health issues, the first thing I always do, the first thing I guess any person who works with therapy or change work does is establish that credibility in that trust with a person. Because someone coming in for mental health, they, they've struggled with this perhaps for years and it's become such a major part of their life and we've got a stigma around it. I'm, yeah, as you're well aware, yes. that it's, it's almost like they've got to overcome that barrier of shame and being that place or being that person that they can come to and really just open up about the issues. That's, that's the first step. And then in the actual session, I take them into this deep meditative state that feels, if you've ever experienced meditation, it feels quite a bit similar. Um, we get them to that state where they're able to speak with their unconscious. And then we use different tools to either change the memories that they've experienced and give them new resources or to build in new resources without changing anything in their past. And then we bring them out. I double check before the end of the session to make sure the actual changes have been done and they're not Mm -hmm. just, you know, feeling good because of hypnosis. And then I see them next week. Wow. I love, I love how, when you talk about that process, you pointed out the first part of developing that trust, that credibility, that relationship and overcoming that shame and stigma that the person has attached to the struggle they're having with their mental health or whatever is currently going on. And then really being able to, you know, connect with you there and then get, cause to get the value out of the hypnosis session. So if you weren't able to do that, right. If you weren't able to, you know, if that person wasn't able to, you know, overcome those things at that time, then do you think they wouldn't get the value out of the session for that, that day? Oh, absolutely. Hypnosis is all about trust. The, the idea of hypnosis as mind control is, is not, not at all true because hypnosis is all about speaking within person's unconscious mind. And the unconscious mind, it has two goals. One, to keep you safe, and two, to keep you happy. And if at any time someone like a hypnotist violates that contract, you know, that trust between those two objectives, they are going to, if they're in hypnosis, they're going to be brought out of hypnosis. And if they haven't gotten into hypnosis, they're not going to be relaxed enough to actually go into hypnosis in the first place. Mm. Yeah. Cause I remember you telling me a little bit about 
when that happens, they snap out of that mm -hmm. if they're going into that. Because I know you were, you were explaining to me the differences between meditation and hypnosis and kind of the levels of, you know, the, the differences between those two. So if you could, could you just kind of dive into that? Like what are, what are the differences, the main differences yeah. between the two? Absolutely. What most people don't know about guided meditations is that they are extremely similar to hypnosis. If someone you know, is experiencing hypnosis for the first time and they've done that, they often comment that it feels just like that. And there's a very good reason for that because guided meditations pull a lot of language patterns and processes from hypnosis. Mm -hmm. And the actual science behind what, what's the link between meditation and hypnosis our conscious everyday brainwave waking state, that's what we're at when that's, or I should say, that's what's called beta brainwaves. I believe that's between 20 and 24 Hertz. Anything above that is defined as gamma. And that's where you go, where you're in solo meditation, where you are in this hyper-focused state where your brain is actually running faster than normal. And on the other end of scale, you start dropping into what we call trance and immediately below our waking state, beta, we have alpha. And that's where you go when you're in daydreaming or you're, I don't know, lost in a really good movie or zoning out on the highway, something like that. A light trance. And below that, you have theta. And that's where the magic of hypnosis happens. And that's also where the really deep guided meditations will take you. And so below theta, you have delta, and that's where you're actually sleeping. And that's kind of why hypnosis and guided meditations, they look like people are sleeping, but throughout it, the person is aware and experiencing the entire thing. Wow. Cause I remember you telling me about theta, this, the, or Delta is when you're sleeping, right? Yep. Delta is sleeping. Theta is, I remember you explaining it to me, you know, like right before you're about to fall asleep and you're in that state. And that's similar to, that is what you, what you would be in, in meditation or hypnosis is mm -hmm. theta. And that's in that. And being in that state, is that what allows you to unlock and kind of access these, um, these different, different things that are going on with you? Or what, what is it about being in data that is so helpful to, to people with meditation and hypnosis? Yeah. So being in theta takes or it removes a barrier that we call the critical faculty. And to give, to give an idea of that, if you've ever told a very young child something outrageous and they believe you immediately, that's because they haven't built up their critical faculty yet. Their critical faculty is the part of our, everyone's mind that judges whether something is true or untrue or whether they're you know, going to investigate it. It's the gatekeeper for information for the mind. And when a person goes to theta, that critical faculty some say it steps out of the way. Some say it just becomes more permissible. And suggestions that you give in that state are more likely to go deep into the unconscious where they're actually going to make some lasting impact. Because if I told you a beneficial suggestion just on the street, like, I don't know, it might feel nice, but it's not really going to change your life. If I tell you a beneficial suggestion in that state and it goes into your unconscious mind, that's going to have some impact. And the beneficial suggestions, I should say, they are crafted with the person going into hypnosis. Like the first 10 to 15 minutes before we start, I'm usually defining what it is they exactly, in their own words, what to want to work on. 
and then helping them to craft suggestions that work with their unconscious mind. Because if I give them suggestions that would work with mine, you know, it might fit, but I really wanna make sure that their unconscious mind, their critical faculty is going to accept those suggestions. Wow, so kind of matching it up with what they wanna work on, right? So like, yeah. like you said, you know, if you suggest something that you think, you know, you like, you think this might be a good thing. It's not necessarily going to hold or take unless that person, you know, tells you like, this is what I'm trying to work on or, you know, fix and things like that mm -hmm. and kind of work on that stuff. Um, but I'd really love if you could, you know, walk, walk me through what a typical uh, session, hypnosis session looks like as you're guiding someone through it. Absolutely. The first time I see a client, the first at least 10 minutes are just debunking hypnosis myths and misconceptions. You know, the idea is that hypnosis is mind control or that you can be a trained assassin or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone has something they believe about hypnosis. And then I establish what it is and how it can actually help you. And then those next 10 to 15 minutes, we work on exactly what it is you want to work on in your own terms. And we craft the suggestions that I'll be giving in the session. And then the actual hypnosis starts. I help people guide them to that relaxing state. And then I give these suggestions. And oftentimes I will use some imagery and visualization patterns that have been tested and you know, they've, been, they've been proven to work with um, in the anecdotal sense. And so I give them the suggestions, run the visualizations, and then I bring them out of it. And then at the very end of the session, I usually do like five to 10 minutes of a secondary hypnosis session where I'm double checking my work to make sure that they're not just, you know, feeling good in that moment. The change has actually met happened and is actually going to last. And I do that by what we call future pacing by checking to make sure in hypnosis that a person is carrying those resources on to imagined future events. Wow. So when you say, you know, after the session is over and you do that, uh, where you double check. So to do that, because I know when you're in, in the state of doing it and guiding the person through, you guys worked on crafting the suggestions and then you offer those. And then you, you also talked about visual, visual visualizations yeah. as well. So with that, so what is, is that just something that you tell them to visualize something or what is, what does that look like? The visualization part? Yeah. Yeah. Oftentimes I will, well, let's, I'll give you a brief example. There is a visualization pattern that we call the art gallery. And in this, you, the client imagines they're in a museum or something. And for some reason, they're the only one in this gallery. And um, the, we imagine different empty picture frames. And as we remove the cover of those picture frames, the unconscious mind fills in a picture of what that issue really is. And so these visualizations are not just imagining because we're communicating with the unconscious mind. The unconscious mind doesn't speak in language like you or I do. It speaks in pictures and it speaks in feelings. That's why what we call a gut feeling, that's your unconscious literally trying to speak to you. And so these visualizations, they are partially like constructed by the hypnotist, but they're also an opportunity for the unconscious mind to bring in symbols that it wants to share. Wow. That sounds 
Very interesting and very, very cool too, as well. I mean, I can see like even that example you just gave of the picture, the picture frame art gallery example, you know, that's something that I, you know, if I was thinking about, you know, what is a a visual, visual, (laughs) visualization, what is, what does that look like? And having that, you know, you really explain that helps show me, you know, what that would look Mm -hmm. like if, I was in a session right now and it's, and people listening to this, like, what would that look like if you guys were there? Um, but I've also know last time we talked, you told me that you've been practicing hypnosis for a year and a half now. So I'd really love to hear, you know, what, what have been some of the benefits that you have noticed yourself since doing that? Oh gosh, so many. The most major one is my mental health. Um, Hypnosis has given me so many tools to work with my emotional states that I've basically gotten my mental health, I don't want to say normal, but to a, to a healthy baseline where I feel satisfied with it. Like I still feel a little bit of anxiety, but only the, the normal level of anxiety that like a normal functioning person should feel. I believe that I've pretty much done away with my depression. And that's, wow. that was a, you know, having it struggled with it for so long, that was something that blew my mind. And along with that, my self-confidence has really improved. Like to stand here and talk with a stranger in front of a microphone, I would have never been able to do that two years ago. And I think it's really opened up my ideas of what's possible, whether that's improving my confidence, my motivation, um, losing weight and living a healthy lifestyle, or simply just the realization that I have more control over a situation than I ever thought possible. Wow. Those are, those are all really amazing things. You know, just, just from hearing, you know, you doing this for a year and a half and you noticing the changes in depression, like you mentioned, has almost completely gone away from you. And that, you know, when, when we first started talking, you were telling me, you know, how bad it was, you know, during the hike in New Hampshire and all that stuff. And, you know, being able to overcome the anxiety and the confidence thing is huge too, because, you know, like you said, you know, two years ago, you wouldn't even be able to be talking to me right now on this, on this podcast, doing this right now. (laughs) So that is just incredible to hear. And just to see, like, to see you happy, smiling, you know, doing what you love and, you know, really teaching others the benefits that you've been able to see from your own self. And, Mm -hmm. and that's what I'm always like, I just get so excited about that. Like whenever I hear people, you know, tell me this is something I tried and this is something I've been doing and, you know, this helped me with this, right. Cause there's so many things, there's so many things out there, you know, that you could do, or you could try and you could practice and they, you know, they work for some people, they don't work for other people, but that's why I always love to hear, you know, and have these conversations with you and everyone else about, you know, what you have been doing and how it has really changed things for you in a way that you thought wasn't possible before. And to really see that, you know, and especially the whole mental health piece is huge because, you know, I can even, you know, I know we've only had like two conversations, but you, you definitely like have expressed this to me and, you know, how big this has been for you and how much this has really done for you and your quality of life and all of that. So, you know, I also, you also shared with me another good thing as well, like that we mentioned, you know, the good habits that you started building 
as a result of doing hypnosis. Mm -hmm. So I'd love if you could, you know, talk to me about some of those habits that you got rid of and developed, such as working on your inner voice and your critical dialogue. Yeah. To start with, hypnosis is extremely effective at working with habits. In fact, hypnosis is probably the fastest way we learn anything. And to give an example, um, we all know that stereotype of someone of like a student drifting off in class or zoning out. That's actually their mind processing it unconsciously. And so they go internally to store that memory and kind of sort it. And literally, we're learning by hypnosis. We just don't know it. And so habits, when working with habits, we can basically speed up that process of learning it. We you know the, the classic uh, idea is that you've got to have a habit for, I don't know, 21, 30 days, something around a month or so. When you do something with hypnosis, you can fast track that. And when even in one session, you can make something that was completely, you know, foreign to you and turn it into a habit. And for me personally, I had a lot of bad habits that I had to get rid of, whether it was beating myself up or um, looking at things negatively, or just, as you said, the inner critical voice. And hypnosis really helped me with that. But I think, especially for the inner critical voice, what helped me more was what we call NLP, Neuro Linguistic Programming. And it's, it's not hypnosis, but it stems from hypnosis. And so they've got quite a few, you know, crossovers. And to kind of just walk you through an example, let's say I had an inner critical voice. I would ask myself, first off, how does that sound? I would define like, does it sound tinny or loud or angry? And then I would ask, you know, who is that voice that's speaking? Is it me? Is it someone else? And then I would imagine taking that inner voice and literally pushing it across the room. And it sounds ridiculous the first time you do it, but this, these techniques, they're proven to work because what happens, your mind through all of this is creating a holographic image of what the situation you're imagining is. And so when you change that, that whatever it is you're imagining, like by physically pushing it across the room um, or shrinking it down or changing the tone of the audio, you're actually changing the holographic image and experience in your mind. You're literally rewriting your own protein structures. Wow. That, that's amazing. You know, to, just to hear you talk about, you know, being able to shift those things and actually take it outside yourself and push that out there. And is that, is that something that you would do during hypnosis or outside of hypnosis? That's something I do outside of hypnosis, either, you know, before or after the session. Um, yeah. Sometimes people come to me and they're not quite comfortable with hypnosis yet. And so that's a great one to, to break the ice and really show them what their mind is capable of. Wow. Cause I remember you telling me, you know, when it comes to working on, you know, getting better with the critical dialogue and your inner voice and all of that stuff and how you talk to yourself and different things like that. Um, so what I know you were talking about, you know, in getting rid of certain habits and then adding in ones that you've been able to develop. So for you, which, which, what kind of habits have you been able to develop that have been the most helpful to you? The first one that I really worked on was interrupting my negative thoughts and really therapy, or I should say hypnosis and change work comes down to 
one basic concept that we call the meta model. And the meta model broken down is essentially you take the loop that people have been telling themselves again and again and again, and you break it. And by breaking it, you one, show them that something else is possible, but you two are able to build in new resources. And for me with that habit, the first thing I had to do was recognize I was telling myself a loop. I was telling myself again and again that I was not worthy. I was not capable of doing the things that I wanted to do and that I would never would be. And so the first thing I had to do was install this um, interruption. I actually imagined installing this, this little man who would hold up a stop sign. And it was just a reminder, a visual reminder in my head to stop and question if, whether that belief was true or not. And I tried doing this without hypnosis, you know, building up that habit on my own. But once I brought it into hypnosis, it became unconscious. Like I'd be sitting at the dinner table and I'd have that thought and I'd stop myself and question it. And then I'd continue talking. And then I'd realize that what I'd just done so your unconscious mind is incredibly fast and working with unconscious habits. When I was trying to break down those unconscious habits, it was just amazing. Once I was actually in that frame of mind, it was amazing how quickly those habits were able to be resolved. Wow. I love how you bring up, you know, the, the first part of that is really having the awareness that you're doing mm. that in the first place, right? And, and to, to cause that interruption in the negative thinking is to have, you know, develop the awareness. And then I like, I like the example you gave. I just love examples. So I was like, the one you talked, the, the little man yeah. who put the stop sign up to stop, stop this from happening. And the fact that you, you brought that into hypnosis, which allows you to, you know, access that unconscious part. And then you know, you were saying you're sitting at the dinner table and you actually noticed that, that you were doing that without, you know, having to remind yourself or, you know, really push yourself or put so much effort into mm -hmm. doing that. You just, you just did it. You, you, yeah. you had a thought and then you stopped yourself and you were like, and I think that's really, that's really what I think is the most amazing part of it is, mm -hmm. you know, that you can start to, you know, notice these things in your you know, when you're awake during the day and that you didn't have these habits before, like you weren't able to interrupt those thoughts the same way you, you are now with, you know, mm -hmm. bringing that into hypnosis. And yeah. I think that's, I think that's just amazing because, you know, the fact that you're able to do that and because I feel like, you know, everyone can benefit from that. Everyone can, you know, get a, you know, so much out of that, of, you know, being able to question that, like you said, you know, when you mm -hmm. have that sit there and say, you know, is this, you know, where is this coming from? You know, what does this mean? And just, you know, have a conversation with yourself about that thought before you allow it to, you know, um, happen regularly all the time. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, that, that's a, a good one for me. Yeah. If I may, um, to speak a little bit more about the unconscious, people often believe that hypnosis is this instant change. And it is and it isn't because, you know, someone comes to me for weight loss and they're like, I want to drop 50 pounds by tomorrow. Well, that's clearly not going to happen. <laughs> um, it all comes down to being willing to change, as we talked about. If a person is willing to change, and I give them the hypnosis tools, they can make that change in an instant. It's, it's that fast. 
The mind is built to run at lightning speeds. And it really, they have to get to that, that point though. For me personally, in my, you know, that hike in New Hampshire, that was my turning point. If a person is coming in and they're not quite ready yet, I can help them reach that point. But until they reach that point where they consciously decide that they want to make this change for themselves, then there's not really a whole lot that I can do with hypnosis to help them. Wow. And I, I see, I think that's really important as well to realize that, you know, ultimately we're the ones who make this decision, right? Cause mm -hmm. you can, you can help, you know, try to get that person to the point and try to, you know, get, try to help get them there. But ultimately they have to, you know, decide like this is something that I want to do for me. And, you know, it, it does always, you know, it's not always a thing that happens overnight. Like you said, you know, you have people come to you and say, you know, I want to lose 50 pounds by tomorrow. I want, you know, this happen now. And, you know, mm -hmm. it's, people, people can get like that and be like that. But until you really understand that, you know, this is something that you, you want to be in the process and enjoy it and see the benefits from that over time. Um, I just think that's a really, really important piece to bring up because that really relates to everything, you know, really anything you want to talk about. If you aren't ready or committed or, you know, prepared to do something then, or you don't want to really, but you kind of do, you're kind of on the fence. Like, you know, you want to try it out. You, you know, you want to learn about hypnosis, but you're not really comfortable with it. And you know, you feel like you won't really be for a while, you know, that's, that's probably, you know, fine. You know, they have to take, you know, get there at their own time and at their, in their own way to like get to that place. But I think that's a, you know, another important thing that you just brought up there, but, you know, and, and this whole conversation and really just being able to hear from you, you know, another way hypnosis of how it can help with mental health, how it's helped you with depression, anxiety, confidence, you know, defeating negative thinking and all these different habits that you've been able to develop through this and maintain through this and really, you know, see on a daily basis if you're not having to actively try so hard to remind yourself of, I got to do this or it just is like that now because mm -hmm. you kind of put it, you've done the work to get it to where it's like that. So yeah. I just think that's awesome. So yeah. I think that's really cool that you, you know, just talking about this and cause I know, you know, still with me, you know, I don't really know too much about it and you know, you guys listening, I hope that you learned so much from this conversation and you know, a little bit from Doug's story and the things that he has tried out and done and seen the benefits from it and really been able to experience that and, you know, give this to other people and teach them about it. So I just think that's, that's great. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I just want to say thank you to you, Doug, for, you know, coming out here today and chatting with me and sharing, you know, more details about hypnosis and how it can benefit mental health and just do all the things that it does. I think that's amazing. And thank you for, you know, making the time out of your day to come and chat with me. <laughs> Absolutely. It's been a blast. Thank you. Yes. Always a good time. And everyone listening, you guys, I hope that you guys all have a good day, a good night, whatever time you are listening to this. I hope you enjoyed this this episode as always. And I'm going to end that on this note and say goodbye to everybody and goodbye, Doug. <laughs> goodbye.
All right, guys, that is the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed this one as much as I enjoyed creating it. As always, if you guys would like to get in touch with me to talk about becoming a guest or to share your thoughts on this episode with me, you can do that in a number of ways. You can shoot me an email to crookedillness at gmail.com. You can send me a DM on Instagram at crookedillness, or you can message me on my Facebook page at crookedillness as well. I hope you guys have a beautiful rest of your day and thank you so much for listening to Crooked Illness.